Hello, my name is Leah Thompson. As a graduate, I am honored to get to introduce you to the phenomenal group of teachers at Cary Christian School. On this week's episode, I'll introduce you to CJ Zabinden. He teaches sixth grade history and eighth grade logic. In this episode, he's going to discuss what it looks like to teach history to sixth graders and how he introduces them into the logic phase. Please join me in welcoming him. CJ, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. I'm really excited to just talk a little bit with you about what it's like teaching middle school or logic school history. Um, I know the logic school itself has um, its own unique, I want to say aroma, but it also <laughs> insinuates <laughs> something about, about the smell of our hallway. But I'm just curious how you take logic school history and make it unique to the logic school. It's not the grammar school anymore, Mm -hmm. but we're not quite at that rhetoric phase yet. So what does that look like? A lot of stumbling Mm -hmm. and it's good. Um, In sixth grade, and of course the way we have our curriculum beautifully set up is it's the tail end of human history. Mm -hmm. And so it's the tail end still of a little bit of these tools and methods that kind of define our grammar school but we're dropping in and we're testing in a safe way mm-hmm. um, newer, harder methods, making those, trying to lead them to make those connections on their own, uh, to ask those tougher questions of how and why and not just what or when. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, that's mostly just done in the classroom uh, as far as in our lectures, in our discussions, et cetera. I really like that distinction. It's you're moving from the what and when to the how and why. I think that's a really good way to distinguish specifically the grammar school from the logic school. I think that's really, that's really neat. I'd love to know kind of like a specific example. And I apologize. You might hear listeners, the basketball practice downstairs, but we are recording this in a school. So you get to hear (laughs) the life a little bit. Um, but CJ, I'm just curious, just an example of what that looks like and um, getting into the, like maybe, yeah, a specific example of the how and the why um, kind of conversation in the classroom. Yeah. Well, let's see. Can't avoid controversial subjects when you're talking about American history. <laughs> so, I mean, one of the most pointed, the war between the states, you know, the Civil War. It kind of gets back to some of the biggest principles that I try to have to guide my history class is not as much. I do, I, I do of course, want to teach them what happens and who did what in American history. But kind of bigger ideas is uh, humility, for one, is one of the biggest. In history, people are so much tempted to oversimplify. Hmm. I mean, goodness, they're, I mean, I've seen YouTube channels of history oversimplified. Yeah. You know, yeah. to show you just the boiled down version of, okay, here's this battle or this war or right, this time in right. history. Blah. And those have their purpose. Um, but humility to understand, okay, we are complex people hmm. living in complex societies, in complex areas with complex things going on. But at the same time, with all this complexity, we can understand a lot of it. God has given us so much capacity and made us so beautifully, so so naturally inquisitive mm-hmm. to try and understand and to make sense of the complexities. Um and so it, it's it's having the balance of, okay, let's engage. The work is possible. It's doable. But at the same time, we're not going to expect 
full comprehension. Yeah. That that remains somewhere else that's not ours. That does not belong to us. And then which leads into one of my second big principles of providence. Okay, there are terrible things and awful things going on and people doing terrible things because we're all terrible for one. Um, but still we see, okay, this unforeseeable consequence that God still is able to bring out for the good. Mm -hmm. And there's so much of that, especially in American history. I mean, just looking at all the blessings that so many different kinds of people from so many different parts of the world, heritages are able to experience here and now in the Mm -hmm. present, um, which is the result of so many great and terrible things. Um, God's hand truly at work. Uh, I want that to be an undeniable reality to my students and to tie it back uh, to how we engage and how we begin to attempt to explain history in the past. And so a specific example, taking me a while to get to it, of course, the Civil War. Why has it happened? How has it happened? So, you know, it's not just states' rights, or it's not just slavery alone. And it's not something that happened overnight. It's one step after the other. And that's how you get Virginians and Pennsylvanians who live miles from each other, who live in geographically the same place, who, you know, do the same work, live so similar lives, are are now shooting at each other. Yeah. The next, even families that are splitting up over this. And, And it's one step at a time. Yeah. And so being able to walk them through that process, humility to see their many steps to this process, um, uh, it, 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 it's, a, it's a humbling and it's a, it's a fun and exciting stumbling journey. Uh, a lot of times we're wanting to make things personal. We're wanting to make things relatable, understandable. Mm-hmm. So we have to connect, okay, what we know with, of course, what is unknown. Mm-hmm. Uh, what may be initially presented to us is often unknown, especially in the classroom. That's the point of the classroom is to be the safe environment to engage the unknown. Um, And so they're asking questions often. Oh, wait, is that kind of a similar thing that happens with today that's happening right now? (laughs) And so sometimes uh, it's awesome to say, yeah, it kind of is like that. Now let's actually think, how is it different, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Is, it, is what what kind of comparison can we make? Uh, or is there more contrast maybe involved? Is that maybe, you know, we're wanting to make helpful connections, not yeah. harmful. Yeah. Um, and so uh, that's one avenue that, of course, you know, my students, they're strategic in getting me off topic. They know how to get <laughs> me on rabbit trails, connecting things to today sometimes. Uh, but of course, you know, I take them up on it because at the end, uh, it's, it's those connections that are kind of the most helpful thing to really understand. Yeah. Well, and you want them, the purpose of learning history is so that hopefully one, they're seeing God's providence throughout history and they're also learning from the past. And so to, to teach them how to make those connections of this is what happened then, Mm-hmm. And so how can we avoid these mistakes that were made before? Yeah. So that's the whole, I mean, that's a big part of why you study oh, history. Yeah. Which goes against the grain of sadly how many people look at history nowadays. They're looking at it to try in a sense, uh, this, it's almost like a retroactive redemption. They're trying mm-hmm. to look back in to rewrite or change history to fit their moral uh, their worldview, their ideas, yeah. their morality, etc. Oh, and of course, if it doesn't, if it can't really be rewritten or amended re- reasonably according mm-hmm. to their reason, mm-hmm. then what is it? It's shunned. 
it is it's it's no longer worth it all engaging and so um but that's as christians that's that's never how we're to engage with history i mean we look at the old testament for one as a great example you have to engage uh the good the bad and the ugly because one, it's all God's word, so it is good. It has a good purpose. All scripture is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correction. Right. I mean, scripture is sufficient. Yeah. And so um, that's why we have biblical history classes and thankful for the work Mr. Payne does there, yeah. um, handling a lot of the same issues from scripture as well. But um, history is inherently moral. Yeah. It, you, you can't study history without making moral judgments. Yeah. And so... And so at least, so as a sixth grade class, I'm trying to uh, be very pastoral in how we engage these issues. Mm-hmm. And so um, I constantly find myself defining terms all the time that they've never heard of, and uh, but still making the conversation relatable to them. And I, they're very much at the age where most of them are are entering into that phase of just asking lots of questions, which just makes the class a history class, which is I don't want them to just love history for the sake of history. That's Mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. And I want as many of my students to have that as possible. But more importantly, I want my students to learn and make the connections to their to their faith, to what God has said is good. Yeah. True and beautiful. Yeah. That ties into what um, Eli Ayala said a few episodes ago, he was taught because he teaches history for the rhetoric school. And he said, you cannot study history in a vacuum. You have to study it within the context of a worldview. And here at Cary Christian, we're teaching from a biblical worldview. And the, the desire is that one, we can make those connections with our present, the historical connections with where we are now, but ultimately it's those historical connections with scripture because scripture even says that there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. And so we have to be able to say this, these things in history shouldn't surprise us because these things that were happening here happened thousands and thousands of years ago. That is um, so valuable and so important that all of those connections are being made. And again, why it's important that we are teaching history from that biblical worldview. And yeah. um, so I just really appreciate you um, chatting with me. And I know that your students love you and you're doing a great job. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with CJ. I love hearing about his foundational principles of humility and understanding God's providence over history. And I love that he is instilling that in our sixth graders. Um, I hope you were encouraged by that. As we send you off for the day, I just want to remind you that our prayer um, at Cary Christian School is that with each conversation on our campus, our students will be equipped to flourish in the modern world by finding their identity in Christ. I hope you'll join us next week.